on this episode of Quantum Week, January 2nd through 8th, 1983. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year. We talk about movies and music and headlines and our stories, and we are in January of 1983 we are uh talking about tootsie and man eater by hall and oates right um yeah so i I just want to address something up top before we get too far yeah uh so we had jeff nadu on uh uh, the last show last week uh and uh matt asked a very rude question what did i ask you asked how boris yeltsin's farts smell to him oh i would never ask which was very rude you asked that fucking Uh, question I'm pretty sure you did. <laughs> I'm so pretty I, sure. I, 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 I luckily, I, uh, by you the diffused way, the uh, situation. I, did. I, I, Jeff and I talked after the show, and he's going to be nice enough to come on in October and do the uh, Sopranos review uh, with the uh, Many Saints of Newark. We're oh, did, do you, like t- a Patreon. did you yeah, actually was, talk to him about that? Yeah, for real. Oh, okay. For um, real. So he's going to come on. That'd be fun in October to have him back on. I know he's a great guest, so yeah. have him come back on. He's a huge Sopranos nerd like I am, so that'd be a fun like. We'll do like a Patreon supplement for that Perfect. in October, but but uh, he he was a class act all the way. He was not he was not uh, terribly offended by your question, but I Good. I did think though next time we have guests, I must try a little little more decorum. All right, nice. well, fine. <laughs> Good bit. <laughs> thanks, thanks. What else are we talking about? Uh, we got to talk about uh, well, what shows are doing next week? Right. So we're going to be hopefully you like this bit. <laughs> Matt, Matt's criticizing my comedy. Uh, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh. <laughs> Matt Seinfeld over there. Um, so we're going to be going to 1985. Why? And what? Sit down with us. Um, why are you 85? saying that? I told jokes. Uh, 85. We're going to be going to, uh, so yeah, still in the 80s. Uh, the Patreon show would be, was going to be Fletch. Chevy Chase. Did you say was going to be? Or is going to be. I'm sorry. It's going to be Fletch. Sweet. The uh, free show is going to be Goonies. Oh, wow. It's big a pretty one. big week, right? Yeah, Goonies huge week. Fletch, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so we'll be back. Uh, and then obviously the Patreon show uh for this week tomorrow will be the verdict with paul newman right um so pretty big yeah and then you know all in the you know early mid 80s yeah, i feel like we've been in this spot for a while i feel yeah, like a lot yeah. of 80s stuff lately that's good um, i like the 80s before we go into tootsie do you want to talk some two tours let's do that we don't do that mid-roll we can do it mid-roll do you want to do it now mid-roll let's do a mid-roll all right they like the mid-roll don't they they, I'm sure they, they like both. They like both. We well, do, we like two two we tours can, is great, and then we'll talk about the mid roll. Yeah, they got both. Wow. Wow. Look at them. So weird. Why the fuck you you started this bullshit I show? You know, I'm in a kind of a weird, goofy, goofy you, way. Why? Like, Actually, you, were, you said you were tired when you got here. Yeah, because it was I the like weather's tired. weird. More, it's like like relaxed. I guess. Like I didn't. You yeah. didn't gummy before you came here. I did, did not. You? You'd I tell me that, wouldn't you? I would. I would yeah, I, I figured. Yeah. No, 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 no. I like just drink uh, a little bit today, a little day drink. No, no, I know I, I don't day drink. Uh, yeah, I mean, neither very really. often. I don't, I don't like day drinking. No, um, no, I just feel kind of just weird and good. I don't know. I just want to, I just want to make fun of you like a lot. There's another thing that ha- like I've noticed too, is you haven't brought the alcohol here in a long time either. You tend to just do the Coke. Yeah. Um, any I reason? I mean, it's because I don't know, maybe a seven thirty start. It's maybe because it's still kind of daylight. I don't know. Oh yeah. Maybe it's, you're right. I think in the winter time you did it more. I try not to drink like during you. the day. It's one of my little tricks that keep me but it's from being a full fledged alcoholic. I know, but it's still kind of daylight. I still see, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'll be drinking when we go in a couple months, we go to Saco. I'll be drinking during the day there, but uh, you not know. if we have a show, but yeah. Yep. yep. And, uh, <laughs> sure. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. You're right. I haven't, I you haven't know. been, I just didn't know if maybe you were, you were feeling like, 
I know you're feeling like you're getting older. You weren't as sharp anymore. And I just, mm. I'm wondering if you, maybe you wanted to be sharper for the show. I'm actually glad you brought it up. Cause I do want to play you in tennis soon. When is that going to happen? I'd like to, I think my wrist is healthy enough where I can do it. I, I, I feel like I need to take some practice because I have not done. Well, you said you'd beat me without any, I mean, you can do whatever you need to well, do. Well, I broke my wrist though. You remember this. Mm. I just need to make sure that, that it can handle it. I haven't done anything really good. Normally I play disc golf and that's right. a pretty good torque on the wrist. Okay. That's but right. I just haven't done that yet. Are you going to play disc golf soon or not? I was supposed to with my buddy, uh, Simon, but he stood me up. He has got kids and the kids were like puking all over Guys him or something. Like, yeah. No, he doesn't hate me. Mm. Actually, he listens to the show and says he hates you. Hi, Simon. Hey, buddy. <laughs> play miss play this golf with Matt. Come on. Uh and your brother in law. And uh but I would like to um I, I would like to to play some disc golf first before we do you want to go and play disc golf? I remember last time we played, eh. you really get your ass whooped on that. I am one. terrible. I, oh see, this is different between me and you. I never played before and I'm like, oh well Matt plays all the time. You're obviously gonna win. Yeah. And you, you won easily. But I'm not t- I have played tennis before. I will destroy you. You will not destroy me. But I, I have played tennis before you realize. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to right, what I, are you, Andre Agassi now? I'm, I will beat you badly. You said you'd beat me, but you think badly? Yeah. Why so, why so cocky about it? You think you're I that good? Because I play at least once a week yeah, once for the a past week like a, two years. It's not a lot. So once okay. a week isn't a lot. All right. Let's see what happens. See how you do. Anytime you want, buddy. Yeah, I'd like to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm got the calendar book out. <laughs> you do have a calendar. Why are you, you're lying all over the episode today? Look at Don't do it. You're very weird today. Yeah, you're very I'm, weird. Yeah, I'm goofy today, yeah. Buy some two tours. Code code word QW. Yeah. Should we get into Tootsie? All right. Wait, before we get into Tootsie, um, I do have something I wanted to say. <laughs> this is strange. This is the weirdest song. Yeah. The Tootsie Roll. Roll Tootsie Roll, I think. Right. The other strange thing is her, her name is not Tootsie. It's not Tootsie. <laughs> so, like, who are they singing about exactly? Did the songwriter not know? I wondered if maybe it was I called. Mean, no, it wasn't called Tootsie. It was called something else. Uh, I know they changed the name to Tootsie. But no, I don't think this, the songwriter must have known. I, it's very odd. It's a very odd. That is an odd. The songs throughout are really fucking odd. I mean, you have well, you get the also famous 1980, one. You know, this yeah. came out in eighty two. I know, but we like mm, this was when was Scarface? It was uh, eighty uh, about the same about time, right? Eighty three, yeah. and, and that's way later. cooler. Like, yeah, it's a whole different. This is a comedies have different. That's true. Yeah, different pacing. Is different re- but but really I, I will weird. say that song. Very strange. Very strange. I didn't, I didn't even necessarily hate it. I was more just perplexed. It it seemed like a sitcom song, like mm. the opening to a sitcom. And the <laughs> line, <laughs> roll Tootsie Roll, is not yeah. good. I like it's, it. It's not a good one. It's good. Anyway, so, uh, but Tootsie is the movie. Yes. Um, directed by Sidney Pollack. I felt like, I feel like I should know more Sidney Pollack. I remember, you know, Eyes Wide Shut, and I remember him in a few well, movies. Yeah, acting, and, of course, in Eyes Wide yes. Shut. Yes. Uh, I know he's acted in, like, I don't know, 25, 30 he's films also, or Yeah, he's acted in Michael Clayton. He produced yes. that, but did not yes. direct it, which is a very good movie. Uh, he's always, um, and obviously he's in this. He plays the agent in this. Um, did you know it? Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And he does uh, quite well. I like him as an actor. I do, too. He He's very, obviously, he's a very intelligent guy. But he comes across very intelligent on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and I'm sure that's why Kubrick used him uh, in Eyes Wide Shut. And uh, he just, he always, like, he's a very cold, uh, smart, like, under the radar funny guy. Yes. And, uh, but he does it really well. Um, 
and you kind of like don't root for him, but you kind of enjoy seeing him on screen. It's Absolutely. a weird, it's a weird thing. You can see why people would have like want him to do more stuff. Yeah, there was an interaction in his office between him and Dustin Hoffman. There might have been a few, but the, uh, they're, they're the so good. They're so super funny. Yeah, best scene in the movie. Basically, the agents telling Dustin Hoffman's character Tootsie, or I'm sorry, uh, Dorothy, or no, he, at that point he's Michael. He's Michael. Yeah. Um, that uh, he no one no one will hire him. No one will hire. He, him. He's just way too difficult. No one will hire. No one wants to work with him. And uh, Dustin Hoffman is like defending himself. And it is just, a, you know, at one point he's like, you know, saying a tomato wouldn't sit down. And, <laughs> yes, and that's, yes. it just gets so ridiculous and silly, but both actors are playing it really seriously. Yeah. And it heightens so naturally. It's the best written, it's one of the best written like scenes of any comedy in the 80s, in my opinion. It's just, it's a literally laugh out loud. It's really great, scene. great scene. Yeah. And both actors play it pitch perfect. Pollock's really good. He is good. He's a very good actor. Uh, and I think he did a pretty good job directing this too. So I, me too. You know what I'm going to have a hard time doing? Grading this higher than I graded a Bronx Tale. And I gave, I was pretty harsh on that. I gave I think it a so too. B. But I don't think I can grade this better than that. I'm giving I think it's a B. I feel like it's a B, but it's not better than a Bronx Tale. It's not better than a Bronx Tale. That's because you gave, you were. I think I was harsh, but I, I still, gave, but B plus still feels. You did feels, a bad job reviewing a Bronx Tale. No, I did. I did there. a very no, good job. I didn't. No, no, well, you know. So you think Lord of the Rings is better than a Bronx? You think Blade Runner is better than a Bronx Tale? Yes. Ah, it's a bad take. There was a lot of problems with the direction in that movie. It was written very well. And then the acting, whenever the kid, we, we, we don't have to relate. No, I know, this, but, I know. But, 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 but the kid had problems whenever yeah. he was with other kids. Like, and he's kind of the main character. I mean, I think, it was, per, I gave it, I think I gave it, what, an A minus? You gave it an A minus. Yeah, it's it's too, not a perfect movie, no. but, but it certainly has some real flaws for sure. But, but it's, it's just such a significantly better movie to me than War of the Rings of Blade Runner. And it's also better than this, but this is, this is still a good, this is, it is a good this movie. This is like a quintessential good movie. Exactly. But it does have some major problems. It does. And in fact, I probably would have liked it more in 2005 than i did in 2021 why do you think to that why why that date or just whatever oh okay. uh, just early 2000s yeah, yeah i think you know unfortunately or fortunately i guess i don't know how you want to spin it whatever but it, with a movie like this it's hard to watch it and not think of all the trans uh issues that are happening all over the country we kind of hear about it. yeah this would not be made today of course not no yeah. and then some character you know you try, and then you're watching so you're trying to have some i don't know i say sensitivity but you're trying to have some understanding of, of that so you kind of have that kind of in the back of your mind the whole time um yes like, oh, are they are, are they are they being cruel here are they being like the dad character played by charles durning jessica yep. lang's father like that character that would never like, I don't think happen in a movie today. I, so, and have him come out the good guy. Right. I, exactly. I think, I think it could have been a lot. I think in its most, if you take it in a cynical way, if you're looking to be judgy about it, you can find some real big flaws here. I mean, not only that, but the white knighting kind of like, Oh, the man, dressed as a woman has to fight for women's rights. And he's, and the man is obviously in theory, I guess a better actor, right? The uh, exactly. Man right. Ball, like a man it's can do easier, something a woman can't do. Easier to get a woman's part than right. a man's part. Right. Like that type of stuff. Yeah, JVing it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you take it in its, in the, your most, or in a cynical way or, or in a darker way, you, it has some problems. But if you don't, if you're a little bit more optimistic about it, if you're less, if you're less critical in that way, it's, they do a pretty good job, particularly for 82. It could have gotten a lot darker and weirder like she could have gotten the shit kicked out of her like there's yeah. could have gone or it could have been like more like mocking women yeah like just how instead of like like it seems like 
Dustin Hoffman's character has a lot of respect for how women dress. He's trying to do it right. He spends a lot of his time trying to do it right. Yes. As opposed to mocking women. Yes. Which I think a, a simpler or a less intelligent movie would have done. And I think it's the reason this movie hasn't been quote unquote like canceled because like it does, I think it has its heart in the right place. It's, it fu- it's funny. So on set this entire time, Sidney Pollock and Dustin Hoffman fought like cats and dogs. Oh, the really? The whole time. Jesus. Uh, and Hoffman wanted Pollock to do the part. He did because yeah. they fight. Oh yeah, he's and and that right. makes sense. So uh, Pollock wanted this to be more kind of the movie we see, which is a it's a comedy. It's a comedy, but it's a bit. It has a more serious look with some of the the, the topics, like you mentioned, like like we talked about, like you know, no one's like bra falls off in a wacky thing. Right. It's not mocking women. It's just kind of this guy's trying to become the best woman he can be. Yes, where I think Dustin Hoffman, it seemed like wanted to play this more maybe for a laugh. I'm not saying he would have gone that direction, but it would have been a, like a, a little goofier. Pardon the pun, a broader movie. Yeah, okay. right. But on the flip side, Dustin Hoffman says that he never really saw this movie as a comedy. So I don't know. I, I know he said that, you know, after the movie came out. So I don't think he was just basically deciding with Pollock's vision when he realized the movie, you know, was not her best picture and became a huge hit. I think he plays it pretty straight though. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know that he right. does go for, he's not really going for laughs in the part. But there, he there's just the situations kind of make us laugh. Yeah, I, and that's what a good comedy should do. Yeah. Um, and I, but I don't know if he wanted the situations to be more outlandish or what what exactly the fighting was about. Mm. Terry Gar had an interesting interview. Terry Gar is in this. She got nominated for a supporting actress. Yeah. Uh, well, Jessica Lane was in it as well. She won. That's funny that they both were. I know yeah. it's, it's rare, and sometimes I can split a vote. Yeah. Um, but it did, didn't happen here, obviously. Uh, so but Terry Gar, who's quite good in this, um, they disagree, but continue. Okay, we can get into that. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Uh, so uh. She, she was saying basically like she calls a call it Sidney Pollock a sexist director or sex. I'm sorry, a sexist man. Interesting. But a fine director. But she says, you know, I can say that now because he's gone. It was after Pollock had died. Yeah. So Terry Gar is not some, Terry Gar's very bright woman. She, you know, if you are a child of the eighties, you saw her on Letterman over and over again. She's yep. really funny. Covered kind of in plays Mr. Like Mom. Ditzy, yeah. but like Ditzy with like a, like a really high IQ. It's a funny, like she had this fun, like balancing act she would pull off. Uh, we see it a bit in this movie. Uh, to kind of like that Terry Gar kind of character. Uh, and um, so Pollock being sexist is interesting, um, if that's her perception, and, maybe, and it could very well be the truth. Could be. But she also didn't seem to have an issue with his direction. But she did seem to have an issue with some of the themes in this movie. And maybe mm. some of it being a man is a better, in theory, is you know, a better actor than a woman. I mean, it's kind of what they're saying. But he's also showing the sexism in the that, that, that occurs, you know, in, in acting circles in New York and soap operas, whatever. Right. Like, he is... He's really showing that as the director. I mean, you've got the Dabney character and... And, uh, and just and, women being like, like the George Gaines going up to... Like, who is... Wait, oh, no, not George Gaines. Wait, who's the guy who played the doctor? Is that George Gaines? Who... The, um, he put, Yes, he, the old, he's from Punky Brewster and from Police Academy. He was awesome he's in so this. Funny. He is so fucking funny. He as put, he's looking, he's he's checking out Tootsie when she's she's faced the other way. Dorothy, it's a, yeah. Dorothy, right? Know, Dawson, yeah. You know, Hoffman's not looking at him at all. And he's just like checking he's her checking out. Around. So good. But like he goes up and like tries to rape her. He does like that's fucked up. That is fucked and, up. And um, you know, but uh, you know, but it, that kind of, I you know, I give the movie credit though for kind of having those kind of like Harvey Weinstein esque elements. Yeah. Uh, you know, in 1982. So Pollock is showing it. I mean, yeah, maybe he is a sexist director. She, I don't know, but but, she, but that's it. She said a sexist man, but a fine director. Mm. So maybe she had, but then she has some issues with some of the themes in the movie. So I, I said I didn't, I didn't get the whole interview. I just saw that excerpt. Um, so maybe there was is more. 
more fleshed out than that. I couldn't find a more fleshed out. Like I didn't, I didn't, yeah. it seemed to be kind of speaking out of both sides of her mouth and maybe, it, but people are also complex. So maybe she was trying to, trying to illuminate that. Could be. Jessica Lange is phenomenal in this, by the she's way. She's okay. No, she's, I think she's, she's good. I, I think it. she's great in this. She's, I thought she was good. I thought she was great in this and I thought that Gar was not so great, but I don't blame her. I think this was the way the character was written. I don't think it makes sense for her. I think this is bad casting. I have a hard time picturing her as a not strong woman. Particularly after we just saw, no, I guess it wasn't. Mr. Uh, Mom. Yeah, like yeah. she is the rock in that family. Yeah. I have a hard time picturing her as as so, as like such an kind of, hmm, just so weak. She's very weak. Yeah, I, it's, I think she, that's why I think she's good. I think she's actually good in this because it's such a difficult role to play. I, I don't think it was um, the right role for her. I also think it's you know it's it's a it's an interesting movie to have their lead character you know Dustin Hoffman's character kind of be shitty like yeah, he treats her horribly he does and um and then we she never really gets you know all she gets is a part in this play that's eventually I guess is going to happen he's like yeah. oh I'll see a rehearsal yeah but like she you know the last time we see her she's almost in tears she's really upset she, she, this character gets kicked around the whole movie and never, that's the thing it's odd and it, it never odd. gets a, a redemption maybe that's kind of what Gar was referring to too her own character's arc or Could've lack thereof one. But like this poor character, you know, for two hours gets knocked around and then he never really. Yeah. Hoffman's character wins. Michael wins. Yes. I mean, he definitely like he gets a part. He gets famous. He unveils himself and it's okay. And he gets to do the play and he wants to do with Bill Murray. And he's right. Makes a lot of money. Exactly. And, and he then the he still gets. You think he I mean, at least she accepts him back. It in. seems yeah. like she has, he has a chance. Yeah. And it's. And that's what I made the movie is it's oh, a few, few things. So. You know, if we talk about some of the faults here, uh, so we, we both agree it's a sharp comedy. It, it's, yeah. It does, does some things right. And you're right. Yeah. It's uh, it's hard. You're right. If you look at it from a cynical 2021 point of view, there are some things that kind of make you wince um, that I wouldn't have winced when I, I know I didn't wince the first time I saw it in, no. the, you know, in the 80s and 90s when I was no. growing up, you know, um, but it's hard. You know, it's impossible not to at least have some of that, though, because we do in this time. Right. You know, um, but some of the flaws, though, are OK. So, you know. Michael Dustin Hoffman's character is upset that Dorothy's contract I picked up for a year. It's like, what do I do? How about you just don't go to work anymore? Just, yeah, just say no. I'm done. Or just, just, just never put the wig on again. Yeah, no one will ever connect it to right. you. They'll just assume she's vanished or whatever. Maybe yeah. they, you know, weird manhunt for her. I don't know, but like, but they'll never find her. It's, right. it's fine. Yeah. So I don't know why he just, why he was so upset about that. I don't know either. I mean, obviously we know why because they want to have this reveal on live quote unquote yes. live TV, yeah, which is yeah. bizarre to soap operas didn't do stuff live. Actually, like I that. really liked that scene. I thought it was really powerful. Did you, did it bother you? Oh, uh, I just, I was like this, this, I didn't, you, you know, just didn't buy it. Half my brain is like, oh, this is entertaining. Hoffman's really good here. And he so is it was, great since there. It was Jessica Lang. Yes, she's great there. Um, and there's a great line by George Gaines. Like, does Rick know? Like, that is the funniest <laughs> yes. line in the movie. Yes, that's so, a like, great one. Yes. You know, so, you know, so there's a lot of really good things about it. <laughs> but then like half my brain is like, well, you know, they wouldn't have, Maybe in 1962, they would have taped something alive. They would, I mean, they would have gone alive, but they would, just wouldn't do that now. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't that critical just do of, it, of like, that. You know, let's say, obviously stuff, could, you know, this, they kept having like people spill drinks on film. And yeah, doesn't, that doesn't really happen. they set that up too much. And then it's like, all right, well, let's say they do do it. Well, why not just tape it at eight? Like, right. why do you need to do it a lot? There's no, under, like, there's no explanation why you no, do it live. No, there isn't. There isn't. So that doesn't make any I sense. I still, I know. I didn't, that didn't, I just didn't think about that. But that, I thought that scene was quite, well done. And I also liked how it looked improvised by Hoffman. Because if that would have been yeah. too perfect. Because he starts to stammer and stuff. Yes, yeah. If the story would have been too perfect, it wouldn't have been believable. It would have right. been scripted. But because it, it, it was choppy and weird, you just didn't know what was going to fucking happen. 
So and right. and everybody watching felt the same way. I, I thought it was a very powerful scene. I liked it a lot. I didn't didn't. And then you know the other thing too. And I know this is a small thing, but yeah. they, they had it in the movie, so we have to talk about it. But like you know, like she becomes she's on the cover of New York Magazine. Yeah, like probably she's, not. Probably not. No shit, Matt. This is a fucking soap opera. Actually, it doesn't even have a full contract. Like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. And I know soap operas were in higher esteem in nineteen eighty two than now, but like that's still I mean that did not happen. That did not happen. She was not on the cover of multiple magazines. It's just it's and I know it's something you kinda of like, but don't like they're in show business, people making the movie. They know that. Yeah. Don't you, do that. There's other ways you can do those kind of things. You don't need to have the crowd could have just been bigger of when she was leaving the stadium or the studio. The over studio time. or yeah. right, have her maybe recognize the supermarket or something if you right. know if she or whatever. I mean, there's eight million you could have a local induced like maybe there's like a small thing in the New York Times yeah. on like, you know, page fifty seven. Yeah. That's all believable and, right. and potential, but like you know the cover of these magazines it's just fucking insane it just yeah. would not happen so like stuff like that it just takes me out of the movie it's like this is so ridiculous yeah so it's like all right so you know so i just had how the movie dealt with the fame element of it i just didn't buy that makes um, sense particularly it, that short a time it'd be different if it's like susan lucci after 20 years right. doing that, you right. know that, all my that children might be on it, right yes but like you know so you have um you know it doesn't really deal with fame very well it has it it doesn't, I don't think, deal with the fact that he doesn't want to be Dorothy anymore. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. That's easy. Problem yeah. solved. Literally, just don't show up anymore. Right. Um, and uh, and then, like I said, the, the soap opera stuff, it didn't feel real. It felt like I was watching behind the scenes of a soap opera in 1962 when they yeah. you know, didn't have the same uh, things they had in 1982. So that I didn't buy some of those scenes. Actually, I like the soap opera stuff because it looked like such a shit show. I wanted yes. to do. I kind of wanted to do it. I kind of want to be in that that soap opera because it'd just be so fucking weird. I mean, it's funny seeing like George Gaines like not not yes, know his like lines a- and <laughs> he's like looking all over. And he's very funny. He played kind of a similar type character in a way, like in the Police Academy movies. Yeah, and then obviously he's much warmer with Punky Brewster when he's Henry Watermont. Um, but he's like a legit, like really <laughs> good funny. actor, and like he was really, really funny in in this. Even he said, "You only." And I guess maybe that's true to how it was at the time. But you know, we kind of talked about this with the Mister Mom thing. But like in that scene, Mister Mom, like someone breaks into like Terry Gar's boss, kind of breaks into her hotel room yeah. while she's taking a shower. Yeah, and then like he doesn't really get a true like comeuppance. It kind of does, but not really. Yeah. And then like George Gaines like tries to rape. Same thing. Just, and it's like, it's just kind of like, oh, well, no, he doesn't no. really know it's wrong until he gets caught. By yeah. Bill Murray. And, he's kinda, and his comeuppance, he just kind of gets embarrassed. A he does. Bit. Yeah. Like, that is a punishment really fit the crime. There. He actually sobers up quite a lot right then too. Once he, he's like, yes, I never would have. I'm, you know, he, it, 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 it seemed like, well, that, it's just that just because some other guys there is, is why you think it's wrong. I mean, you would have been fine if no one else showed up. It, it was a little weird. It's odd. Did yeah. you like Bill Murray in this? I thought it was good. Me too. Yeah. Cause it's just so understated, but you still see his humor there too. His and, like deadpan fucking delivers that some of the, some of the lines he's delivered just made me laugh. So Bill Murray Bill is famously Murray. not credited in this movie. Um, he, I don't know why. No, it's very Bill Murray being Bill Murray. He actually made it a point. He's like, I do not, I will not do this movie unless you do not credit me. I want it to be a big practical joke. So when people go to the theaters, all of a sudden they see me on there. See Bill Murray there. And that's, that's just this like him was funny. Roommate. So he is not credited in this film. Whatever he wants is fine. I don't care. He's funny. I do agree. But it was just, it was, I, but it was like, that was, that was the stipulation. It's like, listen, I'll do this movie, but under one condition, 
you did not ever tell anyone a minute. Well, did he also say, okay, did, did you not want money either? We won't, we won't pay for it. I think they paid him, but uh, yeah, that was the, but, but he's, he's quite good in this and a lot of his lines were improvised. And he's, he's very, he's very funny. Super funny. Um, he's, and it's funny because he is, he said, it's funny, you know, like, there's like some scenes where it's just him and Dustin Hoffman. Like, wow, you seeing Bill Murray and Dustin Hoffman like crazy. in a scene, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's, it's just it's just fun because it was just like seeing you know two massive stars work together. It's fun in general. The acting is good, and I like the cast. He's very good. Yeah, um, Dabney Coleman is great again. He's very good. He's, uh, he's like always good, even okay. in stupid movies like Dragnet. Yeah, he's yeah he, right, and he's so good as that, that sleazy character. Yeah, like the kind of asshole. He does it nine to five with Dolly Parton. Yes, uh, you know roughly around the same time, and he's just really good at playing that kind of like that slimy scumbag. Um, he has no problem doing a movie where it won't be liked. And random Gina Davis. First movie. Yeah. We're actually going to do a second movie, Fletch. We'll do that uh, oh, yeah. Patreon. Um, but yeah, so first movie uh, doesn't have much to do here besides, I guess, be pretty. Um, but, yeah. you know, if I was hurt, it'd be a little bit, you know, I, you know, and that's where something like Dustin Hoffman, like, living this lie is like, well, you're, eh. like, this girl's like, you know. Half naked. Assuming that you're someone you're not. Yeah. And then she's like disrobing in front of you and like, it's not cool. <laughs> you know, like. It's true. Hoffman is looking away, though. Like he is, he embar- does try, he, yeah, right? He is embarrassed about it. He, right, he does feel like he's out of place. Yes, it, it's more complex than it could have been. In, in a lesser comedy, he would have leered. You know, if this, I agree, yeah, which was good, and which was happening at the time. Like, look at like Porky's. I mean, exactly. You know, the, the good chunk of that movie is these guys trying to drill a hole so they can watch a women take showers without right. knowing. So, uh, and Animal House started with that. You know, yep. uh, John Belushi has the ladder and he climbs up and watches the girl undress. So, yeah. like. You're right. Oh, some other comedies that were more soft. You could say lesser, lesser comedy. No, I mean, like, well, uh, Porky's is a lesser comedy for sure. Animal House is a lesser comedy too, I guess. Yes, I would agree with that. But like, it's but it's a more soft, more comedy. Uh, wouldn't have been as respectful. But then, at the same token, like, you know, at some point, I don't. know, I kind of stopped rooting for Dustin Hoffman's character agreed. a little bit. Like, he's, yeah, he's like he's just a lot. I was kind of bummed out. I forgot his. I hadn't seen this movie in about 15 years. Forgot how it ended. I was like, oh, I'm kind of bummed out he gets Jessica Lang. Like, that kind of sucks. Yeah, you shouldn't. There should be some comeuppance there. He, um, because in the beginning, you do really like him because he seems like he's a guy who stands on principle, at least with the acting. You yeah. Know, he's like so, um, it's so important that that things are done right. And then he kind of becomes a little bit of a sleazeball throughout. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of, even then though, it's like, eh, this guy's kind of painful. No, I don't mind that. Yes, he's a well, pain. I mean, yes. You wouldn't mind it. No, but, but, but just as a teacher, like so to, insp- like he seems inspirational. People looked up to him. Yes. You know, he's, he, he, it just means so much to him, which I like. I like when something has a lot of meaning to someone, but then, but then he just, yeah, he would just hard to work with apparently. And then just a fucking sh- kind of a shitty guy living a lie. Yeah, and I just like, uh, like I, I just I didn't feel like I was like at some point it's kind of just don't root for someone also, like that. I also didn't buy him, um, totally as as a, uh, as a woman. Yeah, um, his voice breaks all over the place, particularly in the audition in the beginning. Yeah, um, that's rough. I don't know that anybody else would have really bought him either. Not then. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's you know, it's it's he's definitely an unusual looking woman um i don't know if i buy it either yeah um it is interesting uh dustin hoffman when he was going through all the makeup and stuff and they're doing other stuff with it he's like oh like i thought i'd be prettier he's like and he's like you know what if i saw me at a party i wouldn't talk to me yeah and he he said uh, he's like you know it really teaches me a lesson of like you know like i probably missed out on a lot of really good conversations because i was just being vain or just or being so um 
uh, I was just looking at someone at face value. I wasn't, you know, working at the person behind, you know, and he, he wonders how many like good people he didn't talk to because he was being so judgmental. Yeah. Which is interesting. There were also some details. Like there's no way you put fake nails on every single day that you're going to go to that. that Especially work. So you, like you're going to have to walk around with those fake nails. They don't just come off. They're glued on. Oh, I mean, it was such a process for him to become yeah. Dorothy that when she's sleeping at the farmhouse in the same bed, I was like, like, like ah, there's no, you have no time to. No, you're fucked. What happens in the morning? They didn't show that. Right. You know, what happens when you wake up in the morning? Maybe she gets up super early and gets ready. I mean, I guess it's probably uh, the only way to get her. Like, but I that's. Guess. Yeah. Because going to have some whiskers the next morning, probably. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. I get, right. They don't really. They don't. Go into that. I, that, that seemed like. Some of that stuff seemed to be like just like sitcoming it to the point of like, yeah. this is like Im- improbable. Like it is, it's too, it's too much. I understand why you did it. Cause you want that confrontation with the dad kind of, yeah, they um, wanted to have that. Anymore. Yeah. But sleeping over the house seems a little, you know, Dad could have lived closer to the city or something. You could have gone home, but it didn't have to be like that where you're sleeping over. That's weird. So we've seen three, uh, maybe four, if you want to count it, uh, of Dustin Hoffman's better known perform or I'm sorry, better, Better performances. Sure. Call it that. Yeah. Uh, of course, Midnight Cowboy. Yeah. Um, and then this and Rain, Rain Man. Man. And then I, I throw it and you can throw it out if you want to, but Sleepers. I yeah. think he's fantastic. Oh, he's in that. awesome in that. Um, which of those performances, performance only, we'll <laughs> say, was your was the best? Ooh. Um. So Sleepers or Rain Man? I don't know what's more impressive. I don't know what I. I probably like the Sleepers role better than I like the Rain Man role, but he's he's probably better in Rain Man. Probably Rayman. Yeah. This is probably the f- fourth. I don't know, man. I I might think this might be the best. You think this one's the best? I don't think it might be. I, I think, think he's, he's really good in this. I think he's, I think he's good, but I don't buy it. So that's hard. Yeah. Of course, he is playing a pretty unlikable character too. I just think it's a lot harder. I think like hard. the Rayman role is like I think Tom Cruise is better in Rayman than Dustin Hoffman is because his that role is a lot harder to play. Because that guy's going through a lot of stuff. Where That's it's just true. like one one note for Rain Man. More or less. I mean, he does have so this, good though. He, he does. He have a he freaks out like when the fire alarm yeah. goes off. Stuff like so. Like there, he's doing some things. Don't get me wrong. He's very good. He's excellent. Yeah. But like, to, but like, and a Midnight Cowboy. I think actually John Voight's better than Hoffman. Is yes, that. he is. Nothing against Hoffman. It's just the way the, the role's written. Yep. Um, and then with with sleepers, maybe the parts is not big enough. It's not big enough, but he's phenomenal. So I might go with this. Did might go with be might be the. I think I put this one fourth. Hmm. Yeah, I think you think goes. he's very good in this, or just good. I think he's. It's just tough because he. It's hard. He's he's probably very good. He's probably very good. I think so. Yeah, I think he's doing a lot of different things. I don't here. think he get um. If he got the Oscar, I would have felt like it was just because it was an odd part, though. I think they're probably. I'm glad he was nominated, but I think that's probably. We've got a ton of nominations. Yeah, uh, but nine only, of them. Yeah, only got the only one at one was Jessica Lang. Um, didn't win for costume, which seemed weird. It wasn't right. nominated for costume, which was weird. Was Gandhi won, no, Gandhi was, and uh, I can't mm. remember. I don't know what the other one was, mm. which I thought that was all. Yeah. Uh, um, so Sidney Pollack was nominated for best, best director. Uh, he would win uh, in 1985 for out of Africa, which would win best picture. That's the Robert Redford Mel Street movie. A movie yeah. I, I, by the way, I've not seen. I saw a long time ago. Um, long time ago. Uh, and, uh, but uh, so like, this is kind of Pollock's like peak. Yeah. Um, you know, this and then because the, uh, out of Africa was the very next movie he made. Um, and Hoffman is at, at his peak too. Definitely. Probably. I mean, he had a very long peak to get me wrong, but he, you know, obviously at the graduate, I guess yep. another uh, role that he's maybe most famous for, but like, you know, that, that run of like, whatever 
I guess like 60, what, 68 to, to Rain Man, I guess. It's probably the end of his peak. 20 years? Yeah, 20 years. It's pretty, pretty long. That is a long, run. that's long. But this is like one of the things he's, you know, one of the things he's most, most oh, known yeah. for, yeah. Uh, I would think. Uh, and yeah, the movie hasn't been canceled, which is interesting. And I think it's exactly what, like Matt was saying. Was it, it was just, it's just smart enough. I do wonder though, if you told me in 10 years, 15 years, this movie does end up kind of being like, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked. Although I just think maybe the, by then, hopefully the, you know, the tide turns a little bit and pushes back. If it keeps going this arc. direction though. Oh, this goes away. This might be gone. But then, I mean, nothing, nothing will survive. It's just going to be the most bland, you know, content that will be put out. It's going to, we're going to have to do like contraband content is what's going to happen. It's like, well, that's why I buy physical media stuff. I yeah. like Sopranos and stuff. I like, uh, do you, have you seen some like it hot Jack Lemon? I have. I saw it in film Tony class. When I was like maybe 20 though. A long time ago. Yeah. 20 years ago. I don't like it. I, remember, like, I don't think it's very funny. I remember liking it at the time, but I don't remember. Yeah. I don't think it's that good. And like, so, you know, it, it's you know, two guys dress up in, in drag yeah. and, uh, and Marilyn Monroe's in Marilyn it as well. Monroe, yeah. And, uh, Billy Wilder directed it. And, yeah. uh, it's just, I just don't think it's like particularly funny. This had some like real like, yes. laugh out loud moments. And obviously this is going to be more modern than I think some like a house from 57. So this mm-hmm. is obviously like, you know, 25 years later. So right. a lot more modern, but I, uh, I, I just think this is like much funnier. Did you see that one recently? Not recently. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a long time. I have to see it again. 20 years for me too. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I just think this is this is like a much better. It's a, it's just like I guess some of the some similar themes to some extent. I do like in this movie how it goes right into Dorothy. Like he doesn't. Like, yeah, we're not having this huge buildup. Right, like Mrs. Doubtfire does actually a really good job with it. I think uh, with some of the Harvey Fire scene stuff where you kind of see him get into that character. It takes a while. They're trying different wigs. They're trying different yeah. stuff. This you don't even see the transformation. It just happens. Like boom, he now is this. And because this is a movie that cares much more about its characters than the plot, which does eventually cause some issues in that third act. Sure. When, like they're doing stuff that would never really happen. You're like, Oh, I don't really buy this anymore because all this movie cares about its characters, which is fine. And some honestly, a Bronx tale is kind of like that too. It is. You yeah. Know, where it's a movie that cares its characters first. Yeah. Cause the setting's so contained. I mean, there's not right. much you could do plot wise. Yeah, I mean, kind, kind of like, plot wise, but it's, the characters are just—it's way more important. Way more yeah. important, and same with this. Yeah. Um, which which is fine, and, and you know, uh, and this movie d- handles it really well. Uh, You—they are distinctly unique characters, like a, a Bill Murray's character, uh, Terry Gar's character, Jessica Lange's character, obviously Dustin Hoffman's character. Those are characters you don't see in a ton of movies. Well, and even Michael and, and Dorothy, the way those are two separate characters two, yep. too, and and, yeah, well, and two, actually, to your point, Hoffman does that very well, very well. And uh, and actually, as we go, Dorothy becomes more of a person. She does. We start to like get to know her. There's depth there, which is pretty cool too. Yeah. By the third act, I'm more familiar with Dorothy than I'm with Michael. That's actually yeah. We spend more time with Dorothy than we do with Michael by, yeah. by the end of the movie. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, and I I I I liked how this movie handled a lot of stuff. I think it was first time. If you read some of the reviews, I read the New York Times review, which is glowing. Roger Ebert review, which is glowing. It is glowing. Uh, both call this movie incredibly sophisticated, which I'm sure it was at the time. Um, both call it uh, like wildly funny. Like maybe there weren't a lot of good comedies out for a while because like everyone's like this is the funniest comedy we've seen in months, mm. if not years. Like everyone was just raving about how how great this was. Um, and I could see how audiences in that time would have really liked it. I don't know. If, I'm definitely going to recommend this. Give it a thumbs oh, up yeah. for sure. Yeah, people should see it if they have. But it. like I, you know, maybe if we saw this in 1982, maybe we're in the A range for that though. But like now, it's just, it's just, yeah. And honestly, I will say the pacing actually this for a movie in 82 is pretty quick. It is pretty quick. Um, having Bill Murray allows like that, because I mean, his comedy is so 
timeless, but he does have kind of a modern bend to his comedy maybe because some people were inspired by him. But the comedy feels doesn't feel super dated at times. I don't think it does. Um, so it does do some stuff well, but there are some things it's like, eh, it just feels a little old fashioned, but it just feels a little, I don't know, I guess dated, but I mean, anything probably, made yeah. is going to be, I guess, but like, that's, that's why I'm, you know, going to be here where I think when I saw it the first time I, I would have been higher. I think you're probably right. Yeah. B for me. All right. Uh, Ebert gives it, gives it four stars. Four stars though, which so, I, the which time, so the time just seems like that's, that seems like, yeah. Well, that's what this was. I mean, I think guess, about it yeah. though. You had a comedy with nine Oscar nominations. Yeah. It's not even best picture. How often do we see comedies get nominated for best picture? Like right. not very often. So like this must've really been, you know, one of the funniest movies people had seen. It got really almost universal acclaim when it came out. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very, it's a, it's a good movie for sure. It is a good and movie. I'm sure at that time, you know, it was even more so. Yeah. But some of those characters, like the Charles Durning character, some of the stuff George Gaines does, it just doesn't hold up in 2021. But, you know, but I'm not blaming them. It's for, no, that was you, not they're the not making, They're not making a movie for 2021. They're making right. movies for 1982. We're, we're just watching it late. Yeah. So, you know, some of that stuff you can't, you know, yeah, it's not their fault. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't. But we also to, can't really grade it on a curve either. So we can't. We can, yeah, I can only yeah. grade it on the experience I had. It's, it's a B, solid movie. Definitely uh, recommend it. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's an interesting look into what filmmaking did in the '80s, what filmmaking could do. Um, and also, you see like Bill Murray when he's still pretty young. Gina Davis's first movie. Yeah. So you're seeing some. Um, you peak Hoffman. You're seeing some younger. Some people you know of as kind of legendary as some younger roles. It's kind of fun because they have a lot more energy, a lot they more do. exuberance. It's, yeah. it's fun. Yeah, um, seeing Dustin Hoffman as an old man now is a lot different than and Bill Murray too, Bill and Murray even Gene Like, but you can yeah. tell everyone there is young, up for whatever. Yeah, um, there's some fun scenes in this movie, like a party scene up top, which is kind of a fun. Like, it's fun. You're running the characters, and everyone just kind of seems game for anything. That like, was the first time that I'm like, ugh, Hoffman's kind of gross because he's hitting on every woman. Not everyone, yeah, and he just treats Terry Gar's character like shit the he entire does. time, and uh, yeah, he's like he's and he's and he's a liar the he's, entire. He's not a good guy. No, he's not a good guy, which is odd. Yeah, it's rare. Oh, give him credit for that too. Anything else in this? No, I think that's it. We can move on to two tours. Yeah, baby. Uh, so two tours, of course, is back. One thing we want to say is, since we last talked about two tours, they've opened a retail store. If you are in Dixon, Tennessee, if you're in the Tennessee area, uh, check them out. You go to twotours.com. You can check out all the information there on that. Uh, but even if you're not in Tennessee, like Matt and I are not, no, uh, we can go to twotours.com. We can order a ton of stuff, including they have tons of new flavors of wax and carts carts are uh i guess what you uh use with vape pens we don't yeah, use these yeah, yeah. they have over right. 510 threaded carts which sounds like a lot to me uh, um one thing i do use is the gummies yeah we've uh, we've heard about your gummy Woo-hoo! infatuation i had one last night oh that's a surprise then i had another one Oh, you had two? Yeah. Oh, that's a surprise. Yeah. Remember when two used to knock you on your ass? It kind of, it's like, yeah. The one is, one is good if you want to have like a nice, for me, everyone's different. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't like, I can only speak my experiences, but I have one in my house have like a, just feel, feel good. But when I'm like, all right, it's time, time maybe to kind of maybe think about going to sleep, kind of relax. Yeah. Two. You go, you go two. Yeah. Do you stagger it too? You'll go like one and then an hour later you go two or do you go like two right up? I usually do two right up. Yesterday I staggered it. Wow. Yeah. You go two right away. You're like this just hit me with a fucking ton of bricks, man. One, just put me down. I kind of, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I, I, we, while we did a show where I had like a whole bunch and did a show, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, you said it, you wanted to do a show that's been done. 
I know. Yeah, it wouldn't be like a regular. It would be like a Patreon kind of thing. But like, but about another podcast, it'd be like a watch along kind of thing. Uh, Relax, Matt. Jesus Christ! It's like doing something. It's like doing a podcast with Matt. It's like uh, doing something with like a. uh, I'm saying it was just just done. Uh, Uh, This exact thing was just done. uh, But on what? On the the fatsos? Did they? Oh, they had like yeah. They just did this a whole bunch of them. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Uh, I I won't then. Oh, maybe I figured. So you didn't know that? No. Okay. Well, I'm I listen copy to someone's idea. I do listen. I don't. I don't listen to every episode. But I do. I do. I listen to most. I'm, no, I'm they had a two tours one. episode where they just oh. fucking slammed. Oh, but yeah. well, okay. But one of them did. One of them did like eight. Oh yeah. And the other did two. <laughs> and so <laughs> he was just, even. It was not even. I have to go back and listen. That's it's, the local fat shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, those guys are very funny. You they are very funny. Check. I don't know why, but they are very funny. I know. I don't get like their appeal, but it is funny. I'll have to go back. I fucking and, I'll have to go back and listen to that one. Yeah. Um, that's very funny. Uh, yeah, they're just two guys. It's kind of bullshit, but for some reason, it's, it's bizarrely charming. Yes. But you kind of hate both of them by the end of the show, too. Yes. It's a fun mix. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but one thing you don't hate, of course, is two tours. Of course. How could, how could you? Uh, those gummies are great. So I guess I won't do my... I'll have to just do it on my own time. Yeah, just do it on your own time. Oh, relax, man. Ugh, that's the worst. <laughs> um, uh, but you like the uh, you like the sugar. Fuck yeah. Uh, sugar and yes uh even i would do tinctures too i mean that that's good stuff but um i i, I i'm a little afraid of the gummies gummies are good Droplets i just think it'll put too. me on my ass they would they would they would yeah they would yeah uh but they're but it's good though it's not like i said in the cool thing is like it's not like drinking a ton of you like you know oh christ i remember when i was living in new york i would really be knocking back the hard alcohol hard I have some hangovers. It would last two days. Like, you know, you go out drinking hard on saturday sunday you're, you're cooked for right. remember you get up monday i'll get up monday morning bag like, i'm still kind of like not i'm still dry i'm like 85 percent like, this yeah. sucks yeah it sucks like you know with gummies you don't even have a one day hangover. it's like nothing it's like, no oh, you're like, fine oh, next day you feel great yeah. so um that's really nice um and uh they taste good they're awesome and you can get them sent to your house sent you to your house go anywhere two tours.com code word qw 10 percent off sent right to your door i might have to come up with another song remember i did a famously did a song Last time we had two tours, I might have to write another song. Which one was that? It wasn't Bone Collector. You've done no, a few. No, you've done I've a been, rap. I've done some songs. I you did a rap once. I did a rap. I beatboxed for you. I remember. Yeah, I've done. What I've was done, the two tour song uh, about how? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Because I, I we had I we clipped it. Eight. Yes, it's great. I think that was your uh, your big rhyme. Good one. Yeah, and uh, we clipped. I think we put it on Instagram. People loved it, and people. I mean, people oh, were yeah, talking people, about it. You know, it's yeah, yeah. Sensation. So am I, am I, am I write another one. I mean. Might have to. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's up to you now. But go to tutors, tutors. dot com. Promo code QW. Ten percent off and free shipping. She's a man eater. Man Eater by Hall and Oates off of H2O, one of the best album covers I've ever seen. Did you look at this motherfucker? Yeah. It's so weird. It's their profile looking at each other they're, with a big. And, and they're, they're sweaty. They're sweaty it's and there's a red background. Mm. It's just, it's super weird. Yeah. And H2O, of course, is, well, Hall and Oates. There's two of them. Two so owners. Yeah, two of them. That's, that's, yeah. No, it's not. Don't tell me. You, you, the song is fucking awesome. Do you this is like, a good song. I don't like the album yeah there's only a couple no i wanted to say did you know uh do you know this song go solo it's actually really good it's the last one on the the album i really like this song i listened to the album yeah it didn't really there's not a lot no 
I do like One on One. That's the, that was my second pick if I had to pick. If they like, all right, well, what's the second best song on the album? It would be that one. It's that one. And then I do a, a close third is Go Solo. I really like this song on the album, but a lot of it's not great. I don't like the album. I, uh, you know, I do like quite a few Hall Notes songs. Yeah, me too. You know, I think they're pretty, they're pretty good. I think there's probably maybe eight or 10 songs. I actually, re- I, I like quite a bit. Oh yeah. Or, or um, but then like, then the bottom just drops off. Yeah, they're there's very not, top like, heavy. one album that I love. So it's kind of frustrating because like, I can't just like throw. Oh, this is my favorite Hall Notes album. This one on there's like five songs I like on it. Yeah, I was like, I like two songs of like four or six different. Well, those are eleventh album, so yeah. right. So there's probably you know ten before ten songs before this that are just phenomenal songs. Like Sarah Smile, a great song. It is a great song, right? There's a you make uh, you make my dreams. It's just a fucking awesome song. Awesome. Some some awesome lyrics in that that Absolutely. song too. I hope we'll cover that sometime. Me right? too. I really like to, but. Yeah, there's. I would say it's probably closer to fifteen for me because you got private eyes. You've got, um, you know, one on one's a great song. There's, 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 there's a okay. good amount. I think it's okay. Like, but, so just but talking just about this album though. Yeah, there's not a lot. It's Three not songs great, for me. and this is by far the best song on the album. Yeah, the song's good. I think the song I is. I don't love great. it. Love it. Oh, really? It's weird. It's super weird. It is. Like, first of all. The, so the the that chorus which it starts with the with the weird saxophone. It's also. Um, it's all on the watchtower. It's like basically. Um... Which is, there must be some kind of way out of here. So you, and which is kind of a spooky song already. Yeah. So you kind of, it doesn't, with the saxophone in there and the other stuff that's going on, there's like a lot of delay and like chirpy stuff happening. You don't necessarily recognize it but it's creepy in the same way in the that chorus to me i i i don't see that connection as clearly as you do but yeah. i will say both songs are creepy so i believe you it's the same, it's same progression yeah. so yeah. yeah um and then this beautiful like major verse the verse is so goddamn good his um his uh hall's melodies are just just fucking off the charts One of my favorite voices. Such a great melody. This. To do that. I just, I just love, I just love it. And to just do that like major and kind of poppy and more up. Almost reggae too because the offbeats. Like that is happening. It's a little more reggae, and then you get the real dark, creepy with the sax in the chorus. I just, I love the song. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue any of that. Uh, yeah, I mean, Hall does a fantastic job. Uh, not a lot of oats in this song. There never really is. I know. He does a lot of the, so in the third verse, which is what, or sorry, in the third, uh, the last chorus, which is what I, I played when we, we started this segment, okay. there's all these like, cool callbacks. Yeah. Um, that he does and the background vocals like singing the harmonies and stuff but Oates is not I feel like if Oates weren't there it wouldn't really matter that much honestly so you consider yourself to be the Hall and I'm the Oates is that how you think Look at I that. never think of no I uh, think no, very I know important. you do big star now I see how it is <laughs> big star yeah, yeah. no I was recognized today but you know that Ugh, happens gross. every once in a while so it's uh, a big celebrity and, and <laughs> like, oh. I don't think that about myself at all of course mm, sure I don't all right. I'm not that vain okay yeah. I don't believe you no, but I think Hall is like, I mean, 
I know. Oates, not, Oates uh, is a good writer, and he's a pretty good guitar player, but he's it's not. You got G.E. Smith here. I know. He's in the video, which is great. G.E. Smith, of course, was the musical director of Saturday Night Live uh, from 85 to 95, um, and uh, super talented musician. Super talented. Uh, he did some stuff for Gilda Radner, yes. uh, Gilda Live, uh, which is her Didn't, Broadway. Were they married? They, they, they got were married, married after that, and the marriage quickly went south. Basically, yeah. she fell in love with Gene Wilder. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, yeah, but G.E. Smith, um, really talented guy. Very great guitar if you're player. about our age or, or maybe a little older, you, you know, you watched him on SNL for 11 years. And did we do Private Eyes? Is that the other Hall Notes song? No. Was, uh, what was the last one we did? Uh, it was when we had Kirk on, right? Yes. A long time ago. It was. Uh, it wasn't. It I was, can't go for uh, that. Out of Touch. Out of Touch. It was their last, like, number one, I think. Or maybe last top 10. It was, it was the same like Karate Kids have been 86. Yeah, that was kind of when... when shit started to go wrong for them. Like they, they just didn't really write hits anymore, but G Smith's in, in that video. He's in a bunch of videos, but it's also a uh, Tom Wolk, the bass player, phenomenal bass player does amazing stuff on this song. He's also in the Saturday night live band. So hmm. both, the, both of those two are, um, and both of them did, you know, a lot of album work with uh, hall notes and then all, some touring as well. Yeah. I mean, hall notes stuff always sounds awesome. It does. Like super tight. Yeah. I mean, they're all great musicians. Um, you know, even hall is a, is a, as a, it's a phenomenal vocalist, but he's also a great piano player and he does all the synth work on this. So you'll, you'll hear like all these just weird, like here's the, um, here's the saxophone solo, but listen to what happens with the sa- so there's a delay on the saxophone solo where where he plays a line and the line echoes back and you'll hear that throughout and he sort of makes it climb a little bit and kind of plays against it towards the end. This is like kind of early delay work as a pedal that's or some I don't know if it's a pedal or if it's a um, if it was a bigger piece of hardware equipment at the time. But then there's all these other synth things that are going on chirping back and forth and like slides and weird stuff. Just listen, listen to this section and you'll hear all the keyboard work in the background. That's not the one. Uh, that's the do do do. Where? Oh, here's the song. Well, voodoo. Do 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 do. Like all these like weird little synth stuff, and then one like. Like that's all Hall doing all that fun stuff. Um, and there's like, it's neat synth work because he's not just like holding down chords. He's playing stuff and putting a bunch of effects on him. And that, that all that shit needed to be programmed at the time. It's not something that you could just like flick a button like now. So all the the delays when you, you do like a do 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 type of thing and then it would sort of echo and there's a lot of verb and delay on it and stuff. That's all, that all, all that shit had to be programmed. Pretty I smart. think Hall is going to be in New Hampshire this year. I fear that they're not going to sound very good now because they're pretty old. They're old. Yeah. Hall, um, last I heard when I saw like a live performance, maybe five years, within the last decade, he didn't sound... Did you see him like in person live? No, no, but oh, just like uh, yeah. some some footage right. of more recent, maybe in the last five years. I thought when he was doing live from Daryl's house, he still sounded great. Uh, and that was in like 2011, 12, something like that. But then after that, I, I saw some live stuff and I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe worth going to. I love them. I love their hits. So it might be worth going to them. But I fear it's going to be another situation where I just got there too late. You know, mm-hmm. would you go see him? Yeah, I guess if it, it was kind of, like, oh, if everything kind of like worked out wise, like schedule wise and like it would just it would just worked out. I would totally go. Yeah, um, I wouldn't go like wildly out of my way to see them necessarily. When but- are they coming? Do you- 
just saw it. Yeah, I don't know. Summer? And yeah, you know where they're coming like, oh, to? It's kind of bizarre. They're going to be in New Hampshire, but yeah. Um, yeah. Where do you even go? Where do they play? Where would they play in New uh, Hampshire? Was it the Bank of New Hampshire Pavilion? Um, Is that in, in Manchester? In Guilford, right? Oh, Oh wait, they used to be great. No, no. What was it? I forget. I, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know if you. I didn't know if you'd want to go. I don't. That would be something that you would be interested in. Like, uh, it's in Guilford, Bank of New Hampshire Pavilion. Yeah. I mean, um, I. It's kind of now or never. That's the thing too. So August fifth, it was rescheduled from. They were supposed to be in August of last year. Obviously, depend. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, August 9th they're in New Hampshire. August fifth, they're in uh, Mansfield, Mass, at the Xfinity Center. I would rather see. Him. I think I'd rather see him in Guilford. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, it might, then, it might uh, be fun. I don't know. He might be kind of burnt. I saw um, Elvis Costello a few years ago sucked. I love Elvis Costello, but he just sounds so bad. And then I saw sort of the last gasp of uh, um, of Steely Dan, and they were so awesome. They suck anyway. We talked no, about that. Fucking right? amazing and amazing oh. musicians, but uh, not so good now. Just too old. They just yeah. get too old. Like what's going to happen with Billy Joel when you see him this time? No, it's going to be great. Gonna have a good time. You're going to have a That's good time because you're going to be drinking a lot. And, I don't think, I don't know. But uh, he, I, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll have a couple, I'm sure, but I'm not going to, I don't get, I don't get wrecked. I'm not like you. I can have like more than two drinks and not be destroyed. Eight. And, uh, yeah, and I think you're going to have to probably drink as much as you can to make that thing no, sound good. No, it's going to be a good show. You're wrong. He is just not going to no, sound I, good. No, I've, I've I'm talked, sure you'll enjoy I've yourself. I've people who've seen him in the last couple of years that he's still good. So you're wrong. Probably not people who know any better, but I'm thinking that most likely they weren't trained musically mm. he's never had the strongest voice but i think it's just gonna be a rough a rough show it's gonna be awesome so, it's gonna be so do you think fun. you can handle two rough shows in the summer then him and hall and oates hall and oates, I, don't, I don't like having investment in like billy yeah, Joel, someone i, I genuinely love like hall and oates i'm like oh, so you'll suck, lie to yourself suck. at the end of that and say it's a good show i'm not gonna lie by anything it's gonna be great it's gonna be a good time definitely i'm definitely gonna track so fun. i'm gonna definitely track down some I'm gonna have fun. That. see this is there it's like i have fun i know you'll have fun it's and just he won't do you don't have fun when's the last time you had fun you think right now i'm having fun i love doing shows with you it's a lie I have fun all the time. What are you talking about? I don't know. It's when it was the last time you had fun. What's last time you like actually? Had, You're had the fun? bitchy one. I'm less bitchy than you are. I have fun everywhere I go, mm. except for when I do shows with you. <laughs> you love doing shows with me. You're such a fucking liar. You started off the show with a lie, and now you're trying to end it with a lie. You love doing the show with me. Shut the fuck up. Uh, yeah. I enjoy it. I guess. Right. I like it. I guess. No, I no, like, I like it. it. It's fun. No. It's what fun. was that? That little uptone. No, it, you like it. Let's be definitive. Lord, Don't of the ring, Lord of the Rings, I was not happy about. I'm like, this sucks. It's not a fun. Well, yeah, it's not some... your fault. I'm just saying, but it's also part of the show. Is we were talking about with me. We weren't talking about the yeah. movies that you're picking. You know, you like doing the show with me. Just admit it. Tell the people. So you just want to come on. Tell the friend people. So bad. <laughs> I have friends. Tell the people. Okay. That's like, please, just, just, just give me this. I'm not saying just, please. Just give me this. Just give no, me this. I'm just saying, tell the fucking truth. That I like doing the show with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes, yeah, right. I do. Um, I wouldn't do it, right? Of course. The other person that really, really loved this song. Oh, jeez. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 1985 Stevie Stevie Wonder Beef and Stevie Wonder just fucking it, and I, I get it because this was a um, it's it's an odd song that yeah. it's man eaters an odd song and so if you hear it and it kind of gets stuck in there and you're like wow um, a couple of years later just comes right out of you as your own song I guess 
Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Thief and Stevie Wonder. That's a tough one. That's a tough one to defend. That you can't. I mean, there's no defense. It's, it's basically exactly. It's one thing to use the same chord. The chords progression, whatever. I mean, it's a very standard chord progression. Yeah, you know, that just sounds the same though. I mean, same rhythm, yeah, same groove. Yeah. I mean, why don't we just put the fucking saxophone in there too? You know. Yeah. Well, we talked about this a little bit on the uh, Ebony and Ivory uh, episode, and uh, we talked about how like this is kind of the. It was, de- you know, that, that song is definitely like the beginning, you know, it was the last time Paul McCartney was taken seriously as an yeah. artist, but we said, oh, well, Steve Wonder had a couple hits in the eighties is kind of staggered, but like, this was one of them. Like the hits weren't this, you know? Yeah. Well, and I just called to say, I love you's not a good song. I mean, it's fine. Right. But those are kind of his hits. This isn't exactly 80s. like, you know, su- superstition or anything. No, so, it's I mean, not. Those, those years had long passed. So yeah, it's, uh, it's rough. That's a tough, that's a tough one. Bad well, luck for Stevie. Uh, bad luck for Stevie. So I really like Man Eater a lot by Hall Notes, who I, I love. Um, and I do agree that they're very top heavy. I would say there's probably 15 songs that I love. But then after that, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's too, it's too poppy. Did you over, hmm, over, under on album sales, 20 million. As a group? Yep. Oh, over. Under. What? I know. 13 million, dude. That's it? Isn't that crazy? Wow. This was their, their top selling album. It was like two and a half million copies. That's fucking so nuts. Weird. They've had five number one hits. I would have guessed a lot more because the hits were so spread out too. I know. I'm like, oh, so people probably bought a short of this album, a short of that album. You know what I mean? Like, just, I don't, for some reason it didn't happen. I don't know why. I mean, they, so five number one hits, they had something like 28 that charted. 28 of their 33, I think, is the number of their singles charted was on the Hot 100. They had a bunch of top 10s. This album was their highest charting album, too, on, on yeah, the Hot 200 that. at three. Yeah. I mean, that seems crazy when you think about yeah. Rich Girl and you think about you, some of these songs that we heard all, on the radio all the time. I mean, that Rich Girl was a little early for us, but right, but, but not still, early, not the early 80s stuff was all no. over. All and they over were a big venues. name hauling yeah. around. They, and they had a lot of videos in the video era. Like yes. MTV, you know. Uh, I mean, it's funny though, like I would, you know, if we're doing that kind of game, I would totally recommend this song, but I wouldn't recommend this album. It's just not a good album to me. No, but, but a lot. So I was like, well, what the one right before this is private eyes and it's not that good either. There's probably three songs on there. There's three. There's a couple of really good songs. Yeah. But, but not, but again, it's top heavy. I know. Yeah. Which is weird. Like deuce. It's weird to have, to have like all this brilliance and then a lot of weakness on the album. A lot of times it's a little more homogenous, like a little more spread out. Um, it's too bad because if they just would have had average to pretty good songs besides the, the like amazing ones, that would have been better. That's the difference between them and like, and someone like, uh, like who they, um, like Simon and Garfunkel, yeah, you can sort thing. of compare right. where you can listen to bridge over troubled water, that album and be like, this album is a fucking uh, gem. Like there is oh, yeah. amazing the whole, like top to front, right. front to back, whatever is a, is a really great album. Some goofy ones like, uh, why don't you ride? Like this is a weird song, or right? Like, yeah, Baby Ride is a little weird, but they're still good and catchy right. and fun. Whereas this, you have three songs, and the other ones are just kind of like it's really uh, weak. Like, yeah. oh, and even one on one, you're not a huge fan of. I it's think it's okay. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Um, but if that's the second best song in your album, you're in trouble. Yeah. You're in trouble, yeah. right? That should be five. Like yeah, yeah, six I agree. Best. Right. And then you've got a you got a good one right. going. No, I mean, I have like a little playlist I made of like Hall and Oates like hits. So then I just listen to that. Yep. And like Man Eaters on there. Uh, and uh, so I have my little like, and I'll, if I remember like in that mood, I throw that on. Um, but I, I honestly, I, I can't tell you before today or uh, yesterday, the last time I listened to a whole, a whole notes album. No, me neither. I, and I would say probably of the, I don't know, maybe five or 10 of their songs, maybe five of their songs would be in like my top 100 favorite songs ever. Oh, wow. I'm not as much of a fan as you are then. Yeah. Cause maybe, maybe like one or two are, cause you make my dreams come or you make my dreams is like, that is like such an all time 
Um, I'll never get sick Absolutely. of that song. Absolutely. That's in my top 100. Sarah well. Smile is such a phenomenal song. He Hall is so it's good. It's very good. It's not in that yeah. realm for me, but like, you know, but I mean, yeah, I, I don't have, like, I'm not as big of a fan, of, but yeah. I definitely respect like what they do. Like, um, I like them more than like Toto. Yeah. Uh, they have more songs that I like than Toto. Definitely. Yeah. Toto's probably got five to 10 that I'm, but I'm I mean, to. I think, um, uh, Roseanne is a much cornier song than this. Um, but I think like, I don't have them that different. I think this is a better song guess, but like, it's pretty, but it's pretty close. But Toto has like Africa, um, which I actually, I like, I know people think it's corny. I actually don't no, think Africa's it's as great. corny as people do. It is corny, but it's um, great. Um, but then like, but then yeah, it kind of falls off for them. So yeah. I was trying to think of other, because like, it's, I don't think it's fair to compare hollow notes to the police because no. the police had a really short, they're like the anti hollow notes because they, they had, really like, are really short thing. And all their albums are like pretty really stacked. Good, yeah. Like you can listen to the whole thing. So yeah. like, that's like, oh, all right, I can't. I'm just trying to think of like other. There aren't any good comp. Uh, there really comps, aren't really. many, right? They're like, they, if you try to compare the era, like there really aren't. No, because if you say right, if you say Simon, Simon Garfield, Garfield, it's 15 years, years earlier. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't work. It's it's different. Um, they're the top selling duo, but that doesn't seem to make sense either. What? I know. No. Yes, because uh, well, Simon, Simon and Garfunkel didn't really have a big. They had a very short. They did, and then it was Paul Simon. Right, of course. So that was very short. I think they had like three albums or something, three or four albums. I would have thought it would have been more. I though. know, but it's not, they're not. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Duos I don't know are they, tough. Duos are tough. I mean, we, we, we see it every day doing this show. I mean, one of us is obviously dominant. <laughs> dominant. Successful. Uh, a big, big star. Famous. Yeah, that's right. I, I'm no, I'm just, I'm just this regular guy. I'm <laughs> man of the people. I always, I'm just a, just a regular just a blue person. guy. Just, you know, trying, doing your work. Trying getting, to, getting, yeah. I, mean, I never, I never portray you like that. I, I mean, that's how that's fine. I'm, you know, <laughs> bring my lunch pail here. I, you said it, you said it's your house. I, I'm just come here. I put my head down. Sit, yep. I do the best show I you can. Do, and do. I, and I leave and day I, you know, I thank out. you for the honor of, of being in the same room with you. This is well, great. I never, never like that. I always give you a lot of praise and I even get people to say that you're good. Get people to say I'm good. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. By presenting you, and then they say you're good. Uh, but there aren't who duos. But the thing is, this is Hall. Like this is really Hall. I don't. Oats I know, definitely says some writing. I envy Oats. I don't. Envy, I wouldn't want to be Oats. Yeah, I think Oats is great. It's not great. Why? Because he's the. He's just the. You know. He's not really the. Fa- he is on this album. He's the half of the face of, of this album. But in general, he's really not. Not. He's not that important. Hall's more important. Hall's got a way better voice. Now, an awesome, he's got an all-time oh, voice. Yeah, yeah. But Oates does do some writing. Yeah. yeah. Oates is cool. He's, he's pretty cool. Yeah. Oates and Garfunkel. I actually like Garfunkel more than I like Oates. Garfunkel, um, he, because he sang Bridge Over Trouble, like that is yeah. one of the best performances ever. It is a It is just an all-time performance. So, so I like Paul Simon's solo library me too. Like, a lot uh, more. No, like more than Simon and Garfunkel. The thing like, is that only one could survive. I would pick the solo stuff. The thing is, so as we've talked about, Graceland is one of my favorite albums. It's one of yours as well. I mean, it's, yep. it is a, it's a great album, but what I, there are, I have sporadic Paul Simon after that. I don't know. After that? No, yeah, I mean, not, I don't mean after in time. I mean, besides that. Oh no. No, there the, are a lot his of great. first two albums are incredible as a solo. I'm trying the, to think of it. Self-titled and then, oh, I forget. I'm sorry. I forget the names of it. No, they're, they're awesome. So many hits. So Maybe many I'm just songs not putting all the songs together. Even the ones that aren't hits are like, uh, it's just so great. Because I, I, I do love a lot of his solo songs, but I feel like they're more um, dispersed around his albums. But maybe not. They're not as much as you think. Like Late in the Evenings, I just love that song. And, but that's a weird one. That is a similar to the situation where it's like this one good song on that album. Oh. I think that was on one trick 
Pony. Oh, right? that might have been One Trick Pony. Yeah, 1980 album. Song. But like that song's great. Yeah. Unbelievable song. My favorite. It's a great song. Absolutely. Top 100 song for yeah. me. Absolutely. Yeah. But the rest of the album is like. It's shit. Trash. Yeah, it's not I good. wonder what else was. Yeah, I mean, uh, the whole album is, but like it's not. But then like. Like Modern other stuff, Child Reunion. Uh, yes. That's all in the, yeah. the self title. I, I got to go back to. I'll have Who's to listen to that first album. Maybe I'm thinking they're across eras and maybe they're just all compiled. The very first album he does after. After Time they break up. It's, I mean, it's just called Paul Simon. It is yeah. so good. And the second album is really good too. I think the second album is one that has Cody I'll have to check that out. I really do like Paul Simon. So good. But um, Gar- but uh, Bridge Over Trouble, that album is so, there. there's a few albums that I really like. That, um, yeah, it's pro- probably I would take Simon. We just got a record player. At the house? Yeah. Why? We were at that place in Machiasport in Maine and they had a record player and we just like, oh, we want this. And so you I just liked- lifted it? Yeah, we stole it. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Bought one. You can even buy them now. How do you even find? Did you go to like an antique store? They're actually, yeah, man, I went to it. You get an old phonograph. Well, now I know. Pull the crank. It's the whole thing. Good. You are no, a crank. no. Actually, it's a whole. There's a whole market for it. It's a really like, big record. Like it's not like, but uh, but are people still manufacturing them too. Yeah, yeah. because a lot of um, music stores. Like we went, we went to Newberry Comics uh, by Laura's parents. Yeah, and um, in Massachusetts, and uh, half the store is records because like people want like. The, like this limited edition records all like yeah. records that become a collector's item yeah. were like they had like no CDs for sale but it was all like records yeah because like that's the only music people are still buying physical things of um I also like the sound of vinyl digital is so crisp and clean but it's very cold yep vinyl has that warmth to it it's like oh I want to relax and throw on a record and um it's been really yeah so we bought we bought like I don't know six or seven records one of the records I got was Graceland well you have to yeah I've never heard a record um, through a good enough system where I've been able to make it sound like that it, so that it's better than a CD or better than it's not better streaming. it's different yeah I, it doesn't it, I've never heard it in a, in a nice enough system where it would matter so oh, oh I, I I noticed like a, I said the warmth it is like it's good I would never want to listen to it it's not possible I would never want to listen to a record when I'm driving like that warmth yeah. would, that's not what I want would, but when yeah. I'm at home and I'm just like having a drink and just hanging out and just like throw a record on it's awesome okay <laughs> it's great it's really it's really cool it's yeah we, we love it yeah we're we're all double down these records so we've been going crazy with records but uh yeah but paul Simon is one of the ones i got yeah that's, that's a good that's good to get in your in your beginning collection yeah it's a good one it's a good one got let it bleed by rolling stones too it's a good one too yeah yeah i got it it's quite a quite a little collection very hip <laughs> not hip it's, it's the best rolling stone album no, I mean, you're, you're mocking record. me. Well, Laura got, record. Laura got Lizzo and, uh, 21 pilots Liz- on record. Yeah. All right. There, there, there is, there is like a big market, um, yeah. uh, for this because of, uh, I said, it's the only way like record companies um, can really sell physical copies anymore. Yeah. Cause the record, just the record experience is so unique to just like, you know, throwing on streaming where streaming and CD is pretty similar. It is similar. Yeah. Yeah. Should I move on? Yeah. You want to? Uh... Yeah, so I'm actually gonna tell the story that uh, I should have told last week. I know I'm. All right, I Did know. Did you already tell it? It's 1982, and kind of, but I told the wrong year. Remember? I know, but you're gonna retell. Or go ahead. No, I'm not gonna retell. Let me just. Hey, I'm gonna fucking say. Shut the fuck up, Paul. Just get get, um, <laughs> get so into it. I'm trying to. If you don't stop fucking interrupting me. Um, so I uh, the Patreon show. I told the wrong. I told the wrong story. I was uh, I, I was a year. I was a year off. Yep. Um. So I uh, I could obviously it's 1982 I'm 1983 I'm three years old I don't really have anything to say so I should I'm gonna instead tell the story that I should have told for the appropriate year for last year okay uh, or last week um, so uh, it's my freshman year it's 1993 it's September 
or I guess August, late August of 93. Uh, and uh, it was my first day of school. And I was really, I was, I went from eighth grade where we were the kings of the school. I'm sure everyone has this same experience. Oh yeah. And then you go to high school and then my high school, uh, I know sometimes high schools can, you might have like six junior highs in your town or four junior highs and you, you all collaborate into one high school. Yep. All our towns are pretty small. So we basically had two, three towns all congregate in the same high school. So everyone from my town, I knew who they were, but now I'm with all these new kids. In fact, you know, I'd say I only knew 30% of the kids in this, in my grade. Now I 70% are strangers. So that's right. different. And all the teachers are new. I, you know, when you're a freshman, it's so overwhelming, especially me. I went from being in a series where we didn't change classes a ton to all of a sudden I have a schedule and I have like a locker. I didn't really even have, I didn't have a locker hmm. before in junior high. Cause it was just two classes. Right. So it was like, Whoa. And there's a lot of like, it was a big shock. I don't, I don't think I deal with change particularly well. I certainly didn't back then. Um, I missed kind of being the king of the school and everything. So, um, you know, I'm this little kid. I'm four foot nine as a freshman. I'm like walking. I don't know what the fuck. I know so little. I'm, I'm always scrawny. So I'm, I'm still scrawny. Now I'm just tiny. And, uh, I got a big mouth, you know, and you know, it's getting me in trouble or whatever. And, you know, but like, so the first day I did, but I, first day I was just trying to be, you know, cool and just trying to f- just fit in. And, um, the teachers seem so much looser than the teachers. I don't mean loose, like sexually, uh, <laughs> looser, like more like relaxed like, yes. with like the language and just like stuff they would say, almost like talking to you almost as you were peer to peer. Not exactly. Obviously. Yes. But did you just come from the teacher that you terrorized? Yes. Well, that was in eighth grade. Right. Well, yeah. Big, and, big right. and that guy was completely just like out of his <laughs> elements. And then, but like, but you know, from K through eight or preschool through eight, it was more, much more of like a, a teacher student dynamic. There was like, you know, a bigger gap there. Then you get to high school. I'm sure everyone experienced that. The teachers are just a bit more casual with stuff or sure. just, you know, just the language. So I go to math class and it's a teacher and, uh, his name was Mr. Daigle. It wasn't, it wasn't Dan Daigle. Oh, it was a different Daigle. And, uh, he wore like skinny ties, which were kind of still kind of cool in 1980, but like, no, no, I mean, but they were cooler than like, but he was a younger, he was in his like mid thirties. Okay. And it wasn't like an old fuddy duddy, you yeah, know, yeah. so it was like, all right, this guy's kind of cool, I guess. And uh, he was like, kind of cracking jokes. It was pretty funny, you know? And we had a teacher's assistant there. Um, and uh, just kind of help out, I guess, with, with anything people would need uh, in, in the class. Uh, and uh, he's like, oh, here's the teacher's assistant. Her name is, is uh, Mrs. DeButts. And I go, oh, Mrs. Daigle, that's a good one. DeButts. And, and he's like, no, that's her name. This is the butts. And I literally wanted to like hide like under me. Yeah. Desk. You thought it was joke. And I thought it was a big joke. I, you know, looking back, why would you <laughs> insult his teacher in front of all of us? But I was also like, what, 13, 14 years old. I didn't know the fuck was going on. And, uh, and, uh, I, you know, my face turned like beet red. I wanted to like just hide under my desk. Mrs. DeButts just glares at well, me. Of I course. Just, like, well, she never heard that joke before either. I know, but I also just like, <laughs> like mocked her in front of everybody. I don't, you know, I'm this <laughs> no. nuke. And then behind me, there's like a sophomore was behind me. Must not have been very bright, but he's like a freshman math class. Yeah. And he's whispers, fucking idiot. <laughs> just like, oh, oh, I was so embarrassed. I was just like, oh, and I was just like, I, it was just, and that's how like the whole first like term of my freshman year went. I just felt like everything I did like went wrong or like, I just like, it just, yeah. I was, just, and I just didn't know like when to, sh- like when to shut up. I remember like I was walking around in the hallway and I, um, I started like one of the big seniors, I think he like tripped and fell and I, ah, you know, you're fucking clumsy. You know, you, you know, I started well, you're calling four him out. nine. Yeah. He stands up. He's six, two, probably 200 pounds. 
He's like, I'm going to kick your ass and, say, yeah. and send you back to preschool. <laughs> and he says it in front of like all these pretty girls. They're all like laughing at me. And I'm just like, <sighs> yes. I'm, how often did you get hit your freshman year of high school? Zero point zero. How the fuck did you survive that? Cause I'm, cause I'm funny. And, yeah. But you also, s- I was small and people probably yeah, feel bad probably at me. That, yeah. Um, but like I, you know, I was just, I was in drama. I took drama freshman year, which is pretty like most times drama at my school was mostly juniors and seniors. Sure. But I was like, Oh, I, I liked acting. I did some acting. I talked about earlier in like junior high and stuff. So I'm like, Oh, I want to continue that. Um, so I'm in this class and we're all these, you know, senior girls, they're all so pretty, you know? Yeah. And, um, and you know, you're like, Oh, well, you know, should I, you know, you know, you, you tell yourself crazy things like, Oh, I should ask this girl out or whatever. You know, you, you're not really going to do it, but you just like talk with your friends. You're like, Oh, sure. you know, you just think, Oh, this girl's so pretty, you know? And then like we did a play and you know, they go over and they pinch my cheeks. And they're like, you're so cute. Yeah. But like, not at all. Like a tra- no. looked at me like I was like a, like a child, which I was. Right. And it's just like, it's just so demoralizing. And it's just like, I remember just like feeling like I just felt like I went from eighth grade. I felt like so cool and awesome. And I just, we ran the school. We had so much fun. And then in freshman year, I just, Stuck I couldn't right have felt more like a little kid. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, I just feel, I felt so stuck. And I was like, oh, sucks. Sophomore year was, was better. And then when you get, when I got my license junior year, but then all my friends had their license. And then we kind of ran the school. But like that, I mean, that first semester, I was just like, I just want to go back to the way things were with my buddies. I wasn't as many class with my friends anymore. Cause now this was bigger. You're more oh, spread yeah, out. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, this just kind of sucks. It took, it took me like a, a few months to get my real, real, any sort of footing. It really probably took me like a good year to get like any sort of, like, yeah. you know, real, like, all right, I'm comfortable here. I know what I'm doing, but it was tough. It's, it's, it sucked. I had a real, I had a hard time. I went to school of 300 to a school of 2000 and your, school, your high school is huge. And it was like, and with three buildings and a campus and like all, it was chaos and fucking crazy. And I, yeah, I felt the exact same way. Like, I was, Oh, I, I had this, you know, I had this other place like real dialed in. Yeah. And now I don't know shit. And I'm it's, a fucking, it's, it's really tough. People underestimate how hard, I think mean, adults underestimate how hard that is. I think we kind of forget through time. It's like, oh man, like, you know, oh, being a kid is, you got it so great being a kid. You don't have to pay bills or whatever. It's like, well, kids have their own stresses they and do. like their own shitty things and they're trapped there. It just sucks. I can't even like compete athletically with these fucking no. seniors. How am I going to make the varsity soccer team? That's not going to happen. No. Um, you know, 110 pounds and fucking five, seven. No, you can't. I mean, you can't, I mean, you know, the seniors, they're men. Yeah. Like you can't compete. And uh, no, you just, I mean, I remember just like just trying to get through the day, like, yeah. you know, and also I was in a very competitive high school. So the schoolwork was much harder. I was having, I was, it was just like everything I felt like I like thrown and I wasn't, I wasn't really ready for it. Like, emo, like ma- from maturity level. I just, I just wasn't like looking back. And it's like, uh, that was, that was a, that was a really tough time. The first couple of years of high school were tough. My dad was sick and all that stuff, but like, but even, even my dad wasn't sick. Like it was, it was just a really hard adjustment period for me. It was, yeah. I went to soccer camp before that fuck before high school. Like there was a yeah. uh, New Hampshire college did like a soccer camp every, every summer. And I did that. And I, um, every, the people that I was playing with there were in high school on central varsity soccer team. And they like beat the shit out of me the entire time there. Cause they were so much bigger and faster and made fun of me. Cause I, you know, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't coordinator skilled like there were, of course, you know, they're four years older than me. And sure enough, you know, uh, when I got there, when I got and was in tryouts, I you know I got my ass my fucking ass kicked. Of course you did, right? Yeah. But I mean, there are lessons there too. Though. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's really, like I'm glad I went through that. Like in hindsight, but in the moment, it's like this sucks. This is just not a fun experience. No, um, that was rough. Um, so yeah, so that so last week recovery time it was actually not not a great time. This time I was three and I was just probably just reading books and happy. Yeah, I don't even know. I was in uh, Manchester, I think, at this time. Um. It's because this was uh what four I was four I was gonna yeah. I would turn five at the end of the year and then go 
uh, I was still preschool basically for my whole five. Uh, yeah, when I was five. I don't even think I was, I don't, I don't, no. Kindergarten was when I was five. And I was in, yeah, I was in Manchester. I don't even know what I was doing. Probably in some sort of fucking daycare. My mom was working. The thing of the 80s, when we cover the 80s, I feel like we have really, good, really good music, but then our personal stories. Yeah, I have no idea trash. what. Yeah. Particularly this time, like what I, you know, when I'm younger, there's some things that I kind of remember. Like I remember my parents splitting up and us leaving when I'm like three years old. And then I remember starting, uh, I remember like Catholic, um, Catholic, uh, kindergarten when I'm five and then first grade and stuff. But then the, the, this four, this, this period is like kind of lost on me. I don't know what the hell was happening. It wasn't transformative or life changing. It was sort of a gap year between like some family changes and then starting school. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of weird. Um, well, yeah. What the fuck was happening? Um, so it was actually pretty, you know, it's the first week of the year. So it's right after Christmas. It wasn't, oh. a lot, it wasn't a lot going on. Right. Um, I guess two interesting things, uh, Mario, this is Mario Cuomo's first week in office in, as New York governor. Mm-hmm. You know, this, we're in the week of January 2nd through 8th, 1983. He was, uh, you know, inaugurated January 1. So, but that's, this is kind of, yeah. so like, you know, reading New York Times that week, a lot of those stories had to do with him. There wasn't really any major story except the very end of the week. I thought it was a really fascinating thing happened. Uh, I watched a documentary on it and I got kind of like doubled down on this. Uh, January 8th, inmates at Sing Sing Penitentiary. This is in uh, Ossining, New York, which is in Westchester. Yep. Uh, took guards hostage for 53 hours as a protest for better treatment. Yes. I had never known about this. Obviously, we all know about Attica 1971, um, where he had 20, yeah, like dozens of people died. Uh, this was 53-hour protest for better treatment. No one was hurt. They took all the lessons from Attica, and I give Cuomo credit. Cuomo, you know, talk about being thrown right to the fire. Yeah. Uh, this uh, is kind of a forgotten story, and um, no one was hurt. Uh, it was interesting. It, it, no one... No one really knows what really went down. It was, so what happened was they had this negotiation and they all came to an agreement and that was it. It seems like the prisoners themselves didn't really get punished very sternly for this. Um, and the, no, I said no one was hurt. Uh, officers were fed. Everyone was treated fine. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously still must have been terrifying. Especially, you know, they had Attica in the back of their mind where, you know, dozens of people died. They must have been, they must have been really scared. Uh, but the things they were fighting for, it sounds like, were things like speedier mail delivery. Like really like small items, but you know, when you're in prison, I listening to oh, like on Kirk Minahan's show, like yeah. Kingpin Pete, yeah. he, he's, I love when he was on cause he would tell stories of like, Oh, these minor things, uh, were just so huge. Like every, the things that we take for granted is like things we don't even care about in prison. You just have so little. So the things that you do have are just like, just, you know, yeah. it's blown way out of proportion. So, um, they wanted to, you know, like I said, speedier mail, whatever I they, they, No one really knows what their other, um, issues were? were because that was part of the negotiation. They also didn't want to really, they didn't want to publicize it because they didn't want more prisoners doing shit like this. Makes sense. So it's kind of just like immediately thrown under the, um, the rug. But while it was happening, it was a major story. They had, um, everyone obviously is so scared of Attica happening again. The prisoners had a bullhorn and they were shouting outside the prison and they're like, um, we want better treatment. We want, they didn't say exactly what, but they, we want to negotiate we don't want to hurt anyone. We just want to negotiate. And then one of the guards came on with a bullhorn. It's like, my name is, I think his name was Mendoza. He gave his badge number. Yeah. And he's like, we are being fed. Um, they are treating us right. Um, but um, these guys need to be heard. So please listen to them. Uh, and then they, they negotiate. And then, and it, but it all just kind of worked out. It was, and it, 
everyone just kind of shook hands and went home. But I, in the documentary, they didn't talk about they, they never found out what the hell what they were looking for. Sure. I would it was think like family a, members. It was like a ten minute documentary, so it wasn't oh, super okay. long. All right. Um, it, but uh, but it was I was done like well after this happened. Yeah. So they interviewed one of the uh, newscasters there, and he kind of talked about. I'm sorry, one of the reporters there. He was a young guy. He's like, oh, I went down there. I thought it would be like Attica, and he said I went down there with just like a phone uh, with a camera and a phone. I was just like, all right, and he had to go. This is the only way I'm going to record my my information. Um, and like a tiny camera because he's like, I don't know if I'm going to be spent like running. I don't know how this is all going to go down. He expected yeah. more riots. Right. Uh, and then they talked to another reporter afterwards. Like, what happened? Like, we've, and the guy was like, we really just don't know because they really tried to kind of bury this story after it happened. You think some of the inmates would have talked to their family? I know. Though. Um, it would be interesting to know what. what I'm sure if like, someone really did a deep dive, and, right? You went to some of the inmates that were yeah. prison there. Like, what exactly you asked for? But just talking to guys, like one of the things we picked up was a speedier mail. He's like, it was a lot of these mundane details where even if you found out what it was, you probably just shrug your shoulders if you just were sitting at home. Yeah. But for them, it was really important, and it was um. You know, it, with Attica, that was about treatment as well. And then everything just got all fucked up. Um, but it was just interesting how, like, you know, because Attica is uh, upstate New York, like how New York penitentiary system learned their lesson. Like, all right, we, we can't just go in. Let's just talk. Guns blazing. Right. Let's go in and, like, let's try to work this out. And uh, and it did. But, yeah, I'm sure. But at that time, it, it, it was a big story. It was just, it's pretty rare to find, like, big stories like this happen that, like, Obviously, it also happened in 1983 when I was only three. But like to see like a major top story that you had no awareness even happened, I was like, I was really drawn to that. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is really interesting. I I never heard of this story. Um, so it was interesting. It was it was, it was a cool a hostage situation gotten gone right. Um, as opposed to obviously Attica, which didn't. But these guys were chanting Attica when they were starting their. Uh, yeah, that seems. So like that was the, the prisoners had that in mind when they started, yeah. but then they they dialed. Do you know it how back. they they took control? I don't. Yeah, I interesting. Don't. I know. I wish I. Yeah, I do. I don't know that either. Um, and I guess it was in like one wing. It wasn't like a whole, it was like, it was a smaller right uh, part of this prison. I mean, but still it, it had to be violent in some ways because they had to, they had to you assume control think, and they right. had to, you know, some, yeah, they said it was bloodless. Like there was no blood, but like, I, I don't, right. But then how you take over, I mean, yeah, yeah. something doesn't, yeah. About, yeah. Yeah. It was also interesting how they did try to brush it under. And it was also interesting to me, a governor's first week of the job. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we got, his kids running roughshod all over New York city. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And his other Ugh. son is a uh, CNN. So there you go. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. And um, yeah, we got both. We got you Andrew, see him flexing Andrew, on uh, Twitter the other day. Andrew or Chris? Which one? Uh, Chris is the um, CNN guy. The CNN guy. Yes. yes. Like flexing. He's, Picture of his bicep. He's very proud of him. Yeah, oh, yeah. Fuck that guy. And, and you got Andrew and he's had some. Uh, some. Oh, yeah. He didn't. He didn't get me too. He, got, he survived it. Because they, they had those the girls cor- talk, so, talking with those girls working so from. Corrupt. I don't know how he came out of so it. So corrupt. Yeah, it's just it's, never. I yeah. hate everything. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else? That's uh, all. I got. So we're this? back uh, on tomorrow with Patreon with the verdict. Paul That's Newman, right. uh, yeah. another uh, uh, Best Actor nominee uh, from that year. Um, was it just yeah? Yep. Pretty interesting. Yep, yep, and yep. then uh, we're back with uh, with Goonies, which is a huge movie. It is uh, a huge movie. Big uh, in our childhood. Yes, yeah, so that's good. I'm sure that we'll have uh, that'll be a, a big show, and then um and then we follow that up with uh, with Fletch, Fletch, another like yeah. cult six so, five with the Afro. There you go. Uh, so we've got some uh, some big movies coming up. See ya.